Welcome to the Search for Truth podcast, where we take a look at the Word of God and its authentic application to our lives. I'm Pastor Young, and in our daily Bible studies, we will ask the question, what is truth? Where do I fit in the story? And what is God saying to the church? So grab a Bible and enjoy. Word up! Hey everybody, welcome to another Search for Truth podcast. This is Brother Young, and uh, let's get our Bibles out and let's finish this thing. That's right, I said it. We're going to finish season two with this episode. Um, I hope that this season concerning the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the end time revival, the end time harvest, whatever it is that you would like to call it, I hope that this has... um, made an impact upon you. I certainly don't want to make a podcast if it's not going to have some type of impact. So um, I think this is perhaps maybe a good time for me to uh, make the announcement concerning season three. Uh, I'm going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays, spend some time with my family and all of that great stuff and rest up a little bit, uh, trying to get my voice back after COVID and all of that wonderful stuff. But season three is going to be coming, um, I would say, middle of January for sure. Um, And uh, it will upload uh, on late Tuesday, early Wednesday, like I've been doing. But um, I've been seeking the Lord, you know, as to what what direction He wants me to go with the podcast. Do I do I continue the podcast even? Do I or do I stop or whatever? And um, I, uh, I, I feel a direction, and uh, so we're not going to quit the podcast just yet. We're going to keep on recording, and we're going to do a season three. Season three, uh, unless the Lord says otherwise, season three uh, tentatively is going to be all on doctrine. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to teach in depth about the oneness of God, about baptism in Jesus' name, about the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and uh, I'm I'm especially going to visit uh, other doctrines, um, specifically where they violate Scripture. Um, I'm I'm going to be talking about answers to the Trinitarians on this topic and that topic. Answer to uh, answers to false doctrines that have arisen even in our ranks. Um, answers to uh, you know it, what happens in this conversation, or if, if they bring this up, why do we believe what we believe? So um, I hope that I hope that you plan on uh, if you've come with me this far. Uh, I know I'm not the most entertaining person, so if you if you come with me this far, hopefully you'll go on with me to season three and uh, share it with some people. Um, I really, I really just want to get it out as far and wide as we can. So, um, anyways, let's let's dive in, uh, get your Bibles out, and let's begin tonight's lesson. We're going to be finishing the whole se- the whole season with uh, a final look at the Joel prophecy. Um, uh, Joel, as I have said in previous lessons, is kind of you know the 
he's the poster child for end time prophecy concerning the the end of the church age. Um, other other prophets in Scripture they spend their time talking about either the rapture or the tribulation, like Daniel and his seventy weeks, or uh, you know any number of any number of things, restoration of Israel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Joel is one of the few prophets in Scripture that spends the majority of his time actually prophesying about things that we are going to experience because Joel's prophecies concern the church age and his last days that he refers to are the last days of this dispensation, the last days of the church age. Okay, so um, let's go to Joel chapter 2 and uh, I'm going to, last, uh, last episode we talked about the restoration of the years, which is in verse 25, Joel 2 and 25. And um, I promised you that we would press on to everybody's favorite anthem scripture, and that's where we're going to find ourselves tonight, Joel 2 and 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Um, well, I'll, I'll come back to it. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, that is above and below, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Okay, so let's, let's start digging here, okay? Uh, there's, there's a phrase that God has given me over the years of study, and it has, it has served me well whenever I have really started to try to dig into Scripture. And there, uh, basically what it is is there's certain words that if you run across them in Scripture, you need to start paying close attention to them. Okay, The number one word that God has, that God has really zoomed in for me is the word all, okay? And I say this in so many of my Bible studies, all means all, okay? I, I think that it, that deserves to be written in our Bibles. Whenever, whenever I run across a scripture that has the word all in it, I, I cannot help but just focus on that because all means all. Uh, what does all not mean? All does not mean except for, you know? Um, so what, what I'm saying is I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. We will get a deeper understanding of the scripture if we will, if we will recognize that all means all. Okay. So what, let me, let me get a little more detailed here. Uh, all flesh means all flesh. All flesh means the, uh, the good people, 
and those that were bad. All flesh means male and it means female. All flesh, he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. All flesh, if all means all, then all would include X. I say X because once the spirit is poured on you, it must cause you to change and to repent and etc. All, if all means all, then that means that the spirit is going to be poured upon alcoholics or ex-alcoholics. It's going to be poured upon drug abusers. It's going to be uh, poured upon the violent, the vile. It's going to be poured upon the homosexual. It's going to be poured upon the lesbians. It's going to be poured upon transvestites. It's going to be poured upon transsexuals. It's going to be poured upon uh, reprobate preacher's kids. It's going to be poured out upon folks that were born in the most perfect situation and the folks that were, that were born into a very difficult situation. You see where I'm, at? I'm getting here? All means all. All means it's going to be poured upon the white, the black, the yellow, the red, any, whatever skin color that you can invent, it's, the Spirit of God is going to be upon that skin color. Uh, all means every nation. It means every government that you're a part of, every, uh, every, every patriotism. It all means that, that the Spirit of God in the last days are going to be poured out upon Muslims, that the Spirit of God is going to be poured out upon those that, those that are training in terrorist camps that, that one day they accidentally pray to the right God. and they, <laughs> the all, all means all. Now, this might seem a little redundant you know, for me to say it like this, but, but I, 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 I still don't think that really we can still grasp what Joel is saying whenever he puts a word in prophecy like all. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, like Romans 8, 28, you know, it says, all things work together for the good of them that are the called, who are the, the, the called of God, and, and or those that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. All means all. So if all things means all things, that means that the stuff that I would have never thought would work out for my good will ultimately work out for my good if I love God, and if I decide that I'm, I'm, I want to follow His purpose, uh, His purpose. You see, there, there are some contingencies that, make, that, that I have to meet before God's going to work all things out for my good. But all things means all things. And so, if He's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, He's talking about all flesh. The reason I've parked here and why I'm taking time right now in this particular you know, word and in this particular line is because we have got to make sure that if we are going to experience the outpouring God has promised, and that's been the point of the entire season, it is that that I don't want to just be a witness of God's prophecies coming to pass, but I want to be a participant of God's God's prophecy coming to pass. Meaning, I want to position myself in a place where I can receive what God has promised His church. And if we're going to receive that, we have got to make sure that we don't profile uh, the, the potential harvest field. We've got to make sure that we don't go out and have our eyes only on a white revival, only on a black revival, only on a straight revival, 
only on us, come on somebody, only on an American revival whenever God's promise and prophecy was for all flesh. I say all means all because you've got to take the limitations off whenever we have decided who will ultimately one day live for God and who that we pass on the street, do we allow the enemy to whisper in our ear and say, oh, they'll never do it. They'll never live for God. No, no, no. All flesh means all flesh. In 2 Peter chapter 3, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come unto repentance. The Lord is the Lord is, is, is making this bold statement saying, I'm offering it to whosoever will. Let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. Uh, Peter said on the day of Pentecost, uh, 2 and 39, this promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The, the purpose that I'm, that I'm getting to is, is that we have got to have open vision, open eyes, open hearts. Because if, if we're not careful, we will, we will completely disqualify and we'll say that the prophecy should say, I'll come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon most flesh. I will, I will pour out my spirit upon some flesh. I will pour out my spirit upon Christian flesh or, or white or black flesh or Asian flesh or Filipino flesh. But we cannot afford to have a misunderstanding of all flesh. If you'll, if you'll go here with me, okay? All flesh sets the scene for the whole rest of the prophecy. Because then he starts, I want you to see this, okay? Your sons and your daughters. What is that? That is your, the male children and the female children. Oh, okay. So, so the Lord is going to begin to pour out His Spirit, and it will not matter who is used of God, whether they be male or female. And so I'm, I'm teaching this because if you begin to disqualify females from being used of God, you're going to miss the outpouring. You see what I'm saying here? If you, uh, if you disqualify the males, if you disqualify uh, if you disqualify any person and say, well, they're not going to be used of God. And understand, obviously, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not saying that, that we can live any way we want to. I think if you've listened to me for any, any amount of time that you know that. But I'm saying that, that, that a sign of the end time outpouring is the anointing of sons and daughters. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I look for the young ladies that are anointed of God to speak, to preach. I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying to usurp authority, all that type of stuff. I think that ought to be a given because let me tell you, uh, we can focus so much on a female that is trying to, I'm using air quotes right now, usurp authority or you know, undermine or, or whatever, whatever the junk is that people have used to keep their thumb on women preachers for so long. We can, we can be so suspicious of female preachers that are trying to usurp the authority of the pastor that, and, and we completely just blaze by how, how many men, <laughs> God, 
help me. How many men have grabbed the microphone that have been guilty of trying to usurp the authority of the pastor? But because they're a man, we don't have our radars out. Oh, my heavens, I am in it. I have stepped ankle deep in it. Praise God. But the marker of end time outpouring is that the Lord is going to give equal opportunity to be a vessel that he can use. Your sons and your daughters shall what? Shall prophesy. What that tells me is that the, the people that are the young people, the children, they are going to be able to do things in this end time outpouring that previously was only reserved for the, for the giants in the spirit. What I mean is, who prophesied? In the Bible, think about it. Who prophesied? Well, Joel prophesied. Ezekiel prophesied. Jeremiah prophesied. David prophesied. Abraham prophesied. Moses prophesied. Whenever we run down that list, Elijah, Elisha, when we run down this list, these are spiritual celebrities. These are spiritual superstars. These are the prophets of old, you know. And, and we know that Scripture says that, that, that the kingdom of God, heaven itself, is built upon the foundation of the prophets and apostles. Now, if that's true, and I believe it's true because the Bible says it, this prophecy would then say that there's going to come a time in the end times when your children are going to be able to do things that previously only Moses could do. Only these spiritual giants like Elijah, Elisha, and, and the manner of such that I named earlier. What it's saying is God is going to do all of these powerful things through little vessels. Mm. Okay, let's move on. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Did I tell you yet that all means all? So I like this, that, that he starts, he, he uses gender, sons and daughters. And by the way, there's only those two. And then he moves to age, your old men and your young men. What, what this is saying is that in the end time outpouring, people are going to be used no matter where they sit in the age spectrum. That whether, whether you be old or young, you have a place in the kingdom of God to not just watch but to participate. We need our old men dreaming dreams. We need our young men seeing visions. And you're either old or you're young or you're middle-aged and it's all a matter of of perspective as you know cuz I remember when I was when I was younger when I was a child uh, I thought that 30 was old, you know, until I turned 30. And then I say, you know, 30 is not very old. 30, I feel like I'm still the 19-year-old version of myself. Like, I, I, feel like I'm still, I feel like I'm still 18, 19 years old. But here I am. I'm 31 now, you know. And, and, and the folks that are listening to me that are older than 31, you, uh, I, I know inevitably you've probably puffed out a little bit of air just then. <sighs> you know, as, oh, God, he's, he's 31. He, he thinks that he's old, you know. Oh, you just wait till you're 40, you know. The, I saw I saw online the other day. Somebody said, "Wait till you turn 40, because at 40 your check engine light comes on, <laughs> and, the, and the 50 doesn't seem nearly as old now as what it used to." Ain't that right, listeners? Uh, my my point is, my point is, we need the old 
and we need the young active. You, you cannot afford for the, old, for the older people to say, well, I'm too old for that. And we cannot afford for the younger to say, I'm too young for that. The Spirit of God is going to use whoever He wants to use. So we've got male and female, we've got young and old, and now He moves the servants and the handmaids in those days will I, will I pour out my Spirit. This is referring to those that are a little lower on the economic scale, those that are not landowners, those that are, those that are not property owners, those that those that are having to work for a living, uh, those that are the those that are the more uh, the more humble uh, stage of life, the Lord is going to use a, use them and pour out His Spirit upon them. the The purpose that I'm getting to tonight, and we could talk about the 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 wonders in heaven and earth, blood, fire, pillars of smoke, sun turning to darkness, moon into blood. We could talk about all of that. Those those are just signs of the times. There's there's not much to it other than that. What we need to be focusing on is how can I be used in the end time outpouring? Okay? That's, that's the last question that I really want to ask and answer uh, in the last few minutes that, that we're recording in this season. Okay, I know it's for me, but what do I do? What do I do? The Bible says, whatsoever your hands find to do, do with all thy might. It says for there he said the day is 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 going to be ending soon. He said, Night cometh when no man shall work. And so what that scripture tells us is whatever comes into your hands, do it. The 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 issue arises whenever we are no longer reaching out. When we are no longer reaching for a shovel, our hands will not find a shovel. If we're no longer reaching for each other, our hands will not find each other. Let this sink in, okay? We have got to reach before our hands find something. And then once our hands find something, do it with thy might, okay? Uh, when Jesus, when Jesus, uh, uh, well, okay, we've got the sons and the daughters prophesying, we got the, the old men, the young men, we got the servants and the handmaids, we got all flesh. What this is, what this is adding up to is an explanation of what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 14, okay? Common scripture, John 14 and 12, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Have you ever read that scripture and just like puzzled? You became bum-puzzled, to quote Brother Oliver Obenshain. Bum-puzzled. What in the world? How, how could I do greater works than Jesus? I, I mean, how do, you, how do you get more resurrected than resurrected? Like, how do you, okay, what is greater? How do you become greater? Well, um, Jesus, what Jesus is referring to here is, is kind of, the, or this is the best way I can teach it, okay, is that I want you to imagine that I, you know, being a, a fairly healthy um, man in his early 30s, as we've discussed, that I 
uh, walk into Costco and I pick up a 35 pound sack of dog food and I lift it over my head. I think that looking at that, maybe my wife would be impressed, but nobody else really would, would be impressed by watching you know, a, a healthy man hoist a bag of dog food over his head. You might think I'm showing off, but you know, it's just kind of how I roll. But now imagine with me that my little son, Benjamin, who's 15 months old, precious as he can be, imagine that he stumbles up because he's not that great at walking, getting better, but imagine that he stumbles up to the same bag of dog food and he takes that 35 pound sack of dog food and he lifts it over his head. Every traffic would stop. I mean, it would make it would make the the evening news. This 15 month year month year old, this 15 month old, has hoisted this bag of dog food that weighs significantly more even than he does over his head. And if I were to back up and ask you, which is a greater work, me lifting the dog food, knowing that I can, knowing who I am knowing my abilities, knowing my strength, or is it a greater work that Benjamin does the same thing, but knowing his limitations, knowing, knowing who he is, knowing his weaknesses, knowing his stage in life. You see, whenever Jesus says, greater works than these shall ye do, it is because of the vessel that he's using to do these things. It's one thing if Jesus uh, pulls a lame man to his feet, okay? That's, yeah, it's Jesus. But it's a whole, it's a greater work whenever somebody like Peter and John in Acts 3 say, silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They take that same lame man by the hand and pull him to his feet. And the reason it's a greater work is because Peter, I know where you came from. Peter was not born of a virgin birth. Peter didn't have angels singing whenever he was born. Peter, you know, Peter didn't have prophets writing about him for hundreds and hundreds and, and thousands of years. Peter had no promise like Christ did. It, Peter, Peter didn't have that, that same thing on him. So which is the greater work? Well, the greater work is through the lesser vessel. Could it be that this is why we have something like 1 Corinthians chapter 1? Okay, and I'm, what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to take every excuse you have away from you. Because in the end time outpouring, the Lord will use whatever He wants to use, whoever He wants to use, because all flesh means all flesh. 1 Corinthians 1 and um, verse 26. We could start earlier, but let's just start at 26. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. That sounds to me like sons and daughters prophesying. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. That sounds like old men dreaming. The base things of the world 
Things which are despised hath God chosen, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why? That no flesh should glory in His presence. Oh, man. I'm telling you that if you have been making a list of why you can't, that same list is why God chose you. If you are, yeah, but I'm too young. Yeah, but your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Yeah, but I'm too old. Yeah, but your old men shall dream dreams. Yeah, but I'm a girl. Yeah, but your, your daughters will prophesy. Yeah, but I'm a boy. Well, your sons will prophesy too. Yeah, but I'm, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm black upon all flesh. Yeah, but I'm, insert whatever you want. All flesh means all flesh. Are you getting the point, folks? Whatsoever your hands find to do, do it with thy might. Night is coming when no man shall work. As we close this season, I want to pray. Lord, you see every listener. And God, I know that my audience is not very large, but I know that they're faithful. And I know that they have great desire to be used by you. Lord, we cannot afford to figure out our calling before we start walking in it. Because everything we figure out, we can't have faith for. So Lord, help us to walk by faith and not by sight. I pray, O oh Lord, that we would reach our hands out. Those that have been burned before, those that have tried and failed, those that have uh, been hurt, been offended whenever they have tried to work for you. They've drawn their hands into themselves. And God, I pray that you would give them whatever they need. Touch their hearts right now that they would pull those hands away from their bodies again and begin to reach again so their hands would find something to do. Lord, help us, oh God, that we would not limit profile, that we would not uh, prejudge, that we would not try to figure out your harvest. But Lord, we know it is white and it is ready to be picked. It's just the laborers that are few. Lord, every person that has disqualified themselves from ministry, every person that has decided they can't do it, Lord, let this be the episode that they listen to and let this be the word that they hold on to, saying, I know that I have reasons why God should not use me, but those are the reasons why He chose me, because all flesh means all flesh. Help us to receive this outpouring. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, folks, I'm going to take a couple weeks off, but then I will be back and better than ever, and we are going to step into doctrine, looking at the oneness of God, baptism in Jesus' name, infilling of the Holy Ghost, all of that great stuff. And before I go, please don't forget to check out the Steadfast Devotions podcast recorded by two awesome, awesome young men, Trey Cornwell and John Calvin Chance. Uh, like I said, it's called the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. Go and check them out. They've got some really awesome 
uh, episodes, some shout outs to me, even though I don't deserve it. <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm going to be going on that podcast pretty soon. And, uh, and I'm really going to enjoy sitting down with them and talking with them. But uh, go and follow their podcast. Uh, give us a like, a share, subscribe, whatever the stuff y'all do. God bless you. I love you in Jesus name.